Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo agony on episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So in case you hadn't noticed, it's that time of year again. The red cups are out in Starbucks. The days are shorter. The nights are longer. And with Christmas just around the corner, we are officially stepping into cuffing season. Now, if you're not down with the kids like I am, um, basically what cuffing season is all about is the period where, you know, the cold weather hits and people who might normally be kind of relatively happy being single start to feel like, you know what? I want a partner. I want to bag myself a partner in time for Christmas, someone to go to all the Christmas parties with, uh, share a bit of eggnog and a mince pie in front of a roaring fire somewhere lovely, snugly cozy pubs, playing board games. And let's be honest, that all important Christmas gift or seven. So firstly, I just want you to to put your hands up um, figuratively, obviously. Um, and be honest, have you have you ever been that person where you're quite happy being single in summer, but yeah, come come the colder winter months, you realize, you know what, I quite want to be. I want to be with someone. Um, I definitely was like that. I remember it's like the and for me, it really was always the bloody red cups in Starbucks. That would be my moment to go, shit, what's going on in my love life? Time to get my shit together and get me a man. Um, and I didn't really ever think beyond, beyond Christmas or well, maybe, maybe new year, but that was about as far as it, you know, I'd allow myself to think it was just like this really important period where I didn't want to be on my own. So with all of this said, today's episode is going to be very much on point for you if you are feeling lethargic, lackluster and lacking in confidence after yet another gnarly year, or you hate being single during the cold wintry months, or you are craving that ever elusive spark of connection with an emotionally available man or woman who actually has potential. And in it, I'm going to be sharing with you a crucial tip for bagging a man during cuffing season, how to party your way to true romance, something I know quite a bit about, um, and the secret to being truly irresistible in life and love. So let's dive straight in, shall we? Okay, crucial tip for bagging a man or woman. Um, during cuffing season. Now, the first part of what I'm going to say, if you are a dedicated listener of this podcast, you know I bang on about this all the time. It is pretty sort of 101 when it comes to attracting or manifesting your dream relationship. But I can't tell you the number of people um, who, who really don't know the answer to this question when I ask them it. 
you've got to be clear on what you bloody want, first and foremost. I'm talking, what do you want in a partner? What are the non-negotiable qualities? What do you want in a relationship? How do you want the relationship to feel? Not so much worried about what it looks like, but how do you want it to feel? And the second part of this, if you've done the work around that, that's something we do in depth in my um, flagship program, Get Your Soulmate, much deeper than just sort of, you know, what do you want? But the next and most important phase of this topic or thing we're looking at is why do you want it and why do you want it now? Because just like little doggies, a partner is is not just for Xmas. Um, And as I said, that is something I was very, very guilty of. Like I would generally speaking, always find myself someone for those, for those um, few months. Actually, the last time I didn't is when I kind of had a breakdown. (laughs) And that was the end of 2010, which had just been a complete bloody shit show for me. Um, And into 2011. And honestly, a big part of that breakdown, which happened sort of um, just as I was going to Thailand at the beginning of 2011, after putting on two stone in two months, when I was in an acting job in Shanghai, was because I didn't have someone at Christmas and I couldn't bloody hack it. And I just found out that my ex-boyfriend was like dating someone, like not that I knew, but we moved in the same sort of circles and I was livid. (laughs) I was absolutely bloody livid and I made sure he knew it. But the point was, you know, now I can look back and laugh and I'm grateful for it, but I the reason I found it so destabilizing around Christmas is because I'd always managed to find someone to be there to make me feel better about myself. Um, and where, where I was at in life, because I'd always tell myself, well, it's fine. I've got some, you know, someone's here. I've got a, a Christmas gift and a Christmas card and, you know, someone to snuggle up to. But I did not, I was not, um, a person who knew how to sustain. I could attract a person, not the right one ever, but I had no idea how to sustain a healthy relationship. And that this is what I see all the time, particularly through COVID. People want the partner because they're freaking out. Understandably, we're in sort of, you know, Armageddon, it feels like. And so it's really natural that we're going to suddenly be more reflective, more aware of our own mortality, and therefore like wanting, getting, getting honest with ourselves about what we want. So we might realize, yeah, I do really want that partner. But if, if your reason is so I can feel validated and feel good enough and not feel alone, guess what? That partner is not going to stay around for very long. Of course not. Of course they're not. So, you know, I don't want you to be able to attract someone amazing into your life or maybe not even amazing, anyone, for a couple of months a year, like I used to, because it would get to three months and I I would either freak out or they would, you know, that whole three-month thing. So I want you to learn the inner work, and I want to teach you the inner work around how to attract, namely the right kind of person for you, and what your vision is for the future, but also to help you become a person who's able to sustain a lasting relationship. Listen, I never used to be able to. I'm more than six years into my relationship with Joe, coming up to six and a half. And it's been bloody challenging at times. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's very easy to do the whole grass is greener thing and look at people who have, who are in long-term relationships and think that, you know, they've got it all rosy and it's easy. It is not. It really isn't. Is it worth it? 
I believe a healthy relationship is. And by the way, a healthy relationship is not a relationship that is always perfect. A healthy relationship is a relationship that there's ups and downs. And over time, you learn how to weather those storms, firstly, individually, as two individuals, because you still are, and then as a couple. And, you know, Joe and I have been going through our own stuff recently around this. And I'm really proud of how we've navigated it, but it hasn't been easy. I haven't shown up perfectly. He hasn't. But we have had enough experience and value our relationship enough that we are willing to do whatever it takes to move through the shitty seasons. Anyway, that was a little digression. Things I'm very fond of doing, digressions. Okay, so this is what I want you to be thinking about. How will the relationship... get? In fact, get out a pen and paper. If you're walking, get revisit this later and get a pen and paper then. How will the relationship benefit your life? How will the relationship benefit your life? A good relationship, the healthy relationship that you've got really clear on that you desire and deserve. Second, how will you benefit the other person? It was really interesting. I got asked this years ago, over a decade ago, when I was a real bloody shit show in my love life. And I'd never thought about that. I'd never thought, I'd, I'd just been like, well, I want a partner to feel better about myself. I'd never considered, oh yeah, there's someone else in the relationship. And how about how they feel because of the way I was showing up? Like, would have I, would I have wanted to date me? No, not really. <laughs> well, in fact, I did date me a few times and it was not fun. Um, obviously in the form of a guy is what I'm saying there. So you, that's where you realize, you know, people go, what is this work you're talking about doing the work on yourself? If you want a relationship, you need to become the person that you would want to be in a relationship with, which means you need to deeply respect yourself, love yourself, value yourself. And that is in thoughts, in, in words and in actions. And again, we're not looking for perfection here, but for the most part, can you look at how you are showing up in your life in all areas of it and be like, do you know what? I'm doing all right. I'm a catch. And yeah, I'd date me. Or if you're honest with yourself, be like, if I was dating a person with the behavior that I'm exhibiting, I would be worried or I would be fucking anxious or I would be, I don't know, running for the hills. This is where you have to get like ruthlessly honest with yourself. And I know it's uncomfortable and I still have to do this. And there are things about me and what I, you know, how I am in my life right now, which a decade ago, I would have looked at me now and be like, you're fucking killing it. Don't worry. I wouldn't have recognized myself. But as we, as you continue to grow and evolve, your standards, well, my, certainly mine, my standards for myself raise. Now, again, that's not to say that I'm I have to be careful with the perfectionist thing and the overachiever thing. It's something I've definitely always used as, as a way of numbing out and validation. So it's a fine bloody line between, you know, deep self-compassion and allowing yourself to be human and accepting yourself and also realizing that part of the human experience that makes us happiest is making progress and feel like we're moving forward. It's when we get stuck and stagnant shit starts to get really rubbish. Okay. So, you know, I can wrap all of this first section up in a nutshell. It is the message of my book, Love is Coming. We basically, and essentially in the superficial world that we live in, we need to stop looking outside of ourselves for the, the partner we want to get and start looking inside of ourselves for the partner we want to be. If you made that your sole mission, I promise you, 
the relationship will turn up soon enough when you're ready for it. But stop taking, putting the focus so much on when it's coming and how it's coming and why is it not here yet, which is just actually repelling it further and turn the spotlight back on yourself, loving yourself, growing yourself, supporting yourself, all of that great stuff. So, so to wrap it up, the crucial tip for bagging a man during cuff season, cuffing season, you've got to get really clear on why you want this relationship, why you want this relationship, who you are willing to be and how you are willing to change and transform, how you're willing to show up for yourself and your life in a way that you never have done. You know, that's it. So it's kind of not even about cuffing season. It's not even about Christmas. You you take away the importance of like, oh, I need someone there for Christmas to make me feel better. And you start to realize that the most important relationship of your life that sets the precedent for every single other relationship in your life, especially your romantic ones, is going to be your relationship with you. Okay, moving on. My favorite section, how to party your way to true romance. So, God, that's made me really want to watch that film again, True Romance. Bloody brilliant, that film. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. Okay. So something I just touched on, but let's go deeper with it. You need to stop focusing on what is missing from your festive season, namely that partner, that person to snuggle up with in front of a roaring fire, to go to, you know, family festive parties, all of that shizzle. You need to make the decision to put your big curl bloody knickers on and create a vibrant festive season for yourself. This is actually quite a practical thing, okay? So this is what I want you to do again. Get out that paper paper and pen. And I want you to make a list of all the things that you would love to do with a partner over the festive season. I actually got a message from one of my one-to-one clients this morning. And I'm so proud of her because I, I said, um, it's funny, I was writing this podcast episode and you just literally, I've been living what I've been writing about. And she, you know, she said, oh, you know, there's been a few things that I wanted to do that um, I kind of, if I'm honest with myself, was waiting for a romantic partner to do them with. And actually I thought, no, fuck this. Like, I'm going to just do them myself. And um, so that's what she's done. And she's uh, got, actually, funny enough, another client of mine, they've become friends. It's like a very beautiful love story. I actually said to her, here's another digression. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to be revealing any names. You know who you are because you'll both be listening to this. <laughs> and you, uh, yeah, you're, I was like, you know, essentially, sometimes we attract our soulmates and it turns up in a form we didn't expect. And you know, I'm a big believer in in soulmate friends, like deep, lifelong friendships. Like when I actually get really emotional talking about this. And this does actually fit under the how to party your way to true romance, because there'll be stuff that I will be doing with Joe, of course, over the festive season. But I've got so many of my girlfriends. We we have our annual, like one of my girl groups, we have an annual um, dinner, which always become, you know, becomes quite the event of every year. We do it without fail every year. We do some sort of dinner sometimes a show. Um, and I do stuff with my family that, you know, I do stuff individually with certain friends. Like Joe is not part of all of those things and neither should he be because sometimes I want, and you know, sometimes I'll just do stuff for me. Um, and they're not, they're not even that, like they're just so simple, such simple, simple things. And I'm actually really excited to be out in the countryside and having our, I mean, we're not going to be here for Christmas Day, but we'll have some of the festive season here. And and I just love our village. And then we've also got London. And, you know, the point being, 
what I have done really well this year is got clear on how to create a lifestyle for myself that fulfills all these various things that are important to me that don't rely on Joe. Some of those things he's part of and some he's not. And so one of those big things is, you know, we moved out to the countryside and love it. But I also, you know, all my friends are in London or the majority of my friends are still in London and I do love the city. And so we've created a situation for ourselves because we decided it's what what we needed as a couple to, to have a place in London. But, you know, I go back often and I'll do things with friends, you know, without Joe. Um, and, and this is what I want you to think. Like, this is me in the relationship doing that. But I was actually doing this before Joe came into my life. I made it a priority. Like, how can I create experiences that I want to have in my pers- in, in my romantic life? But I, I'm not just going to wait until I have a relationship to do them. I want to be in the energy of them. I want to, and also I don't want to deny myself the joy. I don't want to deny myself the joy of Christmas magic just because I don't have a bloody partner on my arm. It's ridiculous. So stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop doing that thing where you you get pissed off and judgy of other couples who are all snuggled up in front of roaring fires and you're not. I get it. I have been you. I've been there. But you have got to understand the more that you do that, you are sending a message to that little brain of yours that says it's bad to have that relationship. It's wrong. You won't be loved. You won't be accepted. People will judge you because in the way that you're judging other people. So you have to be disciplined. You have to watch the thought patterns. You have to watch those. And listen, I've been doing that, like have like this habit insidiously started to slip into another area of my life where I like, essentially because I was jealous and triggered, let's be honest, I would make a little comment to my friend about someone doing something. And then I had to really stop that and be like, Persia, this is not about them. It's just you wanting that thing. So I come always back to my good friend, Lucy Sheridan, aka the world's first and only comparison coach, who she says, whenever you feel that sting of jealousy or comparison, this is what you say. Good for you and the same for me. Because what you're doing there is you're affirming that that is good, good for you. But yes, I want it too. So you're owning it. It completely changes the energy around that. So for some of you, this is going to be your absolute um, saving grace over the festive season. I want you to be saying that all the time. And I want you to be parting away to true romance, but not in that thing where you're, you know, like, again, like I used to do, where you're out at the Christmas party, you're catting for cock, aka just looking around for a guy to talk to. No, plan stuff with your friends and be there with your friends. Be present. Because you know what? If you are, firstly, you are more likely to get hit on because it's much more attractive looking at someone who's genuinely having fun, not someone who's just looking around for someone to distract them and, you know, make them feel better. But the point is, even if you don't get approached or hit on, you will have had a wonderful time with your friend. And seriously, those friendships with, like, you know, the friendship soulmates, soulmate friendships, regardless if it's with a guy or a girl or whatever, it, they are so important and they are so powerful and they are the fastest way to help get you into, we're moving on to the next part in a minute, that energy of joy, of merriment, of mirth, whatever the fuck mirth is, 
Does anyone know what mirth is? It's in all the carols. Don't know. If you know, DM me. But um, getting into the energy of mirth, merriment, and good tidings, yeah? Good tidings. So it's up to you. It's not up to another partner to create that experience of Christmas. And let me just remind you, this goes out to all the ladies listening to this who are in relationships, and there's a lot of you I know. And you, because you've said to me many a time, I'm so jealous of all the single girls who get to go out there and flirt and have fun. And I'm like in this relationship for like over a decade and I'm bored and I'm, it's got stagnant and I'm stuck. And I totally, totally get that. But again, it is not up to your partner to bring the A game to you or to, to bring like to mix up that stagnant energy. You need to bring it. This reminds me of an excellent line from the spiritual text, A Course in Miracles. Only what we are not giving can be lacking in any situation. Write that shit down. Only what we are not giving can be lacking in any situation. It's a good one. Okay, let's move on to the last section. The secret to being truly irresistible in life and love. don't know if I said that bit earlier. Anyway, we've already touched on it, energy. Energy, energy, energy. Energy leads. You will notice how someone makes you feel faster than what their words are saying to you. So we've all had those moments in life where we meet someone new and they might say all the right things. Oh, hi, really nice to meet you. But there is an energy and you don't know, you can't be your finger on what it is, but you're just feeling a barrier between you. Now, I've seen this between... I've certainly experienced this myself when, particularly when I've met other women, um, some, some, you know, of other women. I've seen it when friends of mine have met as well in the past, like where you, you can't explain what it is, but there's just something that's, that's not gelling. And when we experience that, what our natural impulse is, is to put our defense up. And so I want to remind you that whenever this is like kind of this bit isn't to do with Christmas, I don't know why it's come out, but it has. When you experience that, I want you to remember that quote from A Course in Miracles, only what I'm not giving in any situation could be lacking. So if you meet someone, whether it is like on a date or whether it is, um, you know, just meeting a friend, friend, whatever it is, if you are feeling that like, oh, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I'm not connecting with this person. Instead of doing what most of us feel inclined to do and, and blaming them, <laughs> thinking it's something wrong with them, it's like, okay, so what am I not bringing? What am I not feeling here? Well, I'm feeling there's 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 a barrier between us. I'm feeling that, you know, there's like, there's no connection. Okay, so what can I do to bring those barriers and defenses down and to open up the pathway to connection? So that's just a lovely little side note there. Okay, I want you to think about that. Really useful. Um, same with family members as well. Anyway, so back to this section, the secret of being truly irresistible in life and love. You've got to become a vibrational match for the relationship that you say you want. I say say you want because so much of the time I see with my clients, we work together for, for my one-to-one clients, it's over four months and then three months in, Often what will happen at that point is they'll start to attract in the person they wanted to. And it's not saying that this is the person that they're going to end up with, but they're starting to attract in someone who is leaps ahead of of the old guys that they were attracting um, and is a much better sort of compatible match for them. And then they start to freak out and run a mile because it's unfamiliar. 
It's scary. There's the possibility that this could actually work. And that's the thing we never really think about until we're in that position. So I just want to say that because I'm sure that you've recognized that before. It's like you say you want the relationship, but when it starts to show up, you convince yourself that it's wrong, that you don't fancy them, that they're just friends, all of that sort of jazz. So that's why the very first point of this podcast episode to get really clear on why you want that relationship. When you are married strongly to your why, you are able to push through all of that resistance that inevitably will come up when you start dating, um, dating someone new, someone who's likely more healthy. So we need to become a vibrational match for the relationship we say we want. How do we do that? Well, let's just scale it back to this whole Christmas thing, like wanting to bag someone by Christmas. We've already discussed this idea that you get to give yourself the Christmas you desire, not a romantic partner, regardless of whether or not you are in a relationship. If you give yourself that experience of Christmas that you know you've always wanted, then you firstly you take the pressure off that other person giving it. And secondly, it's fucking magnetic. We are drawn to someone who is self-sufficient, who takes care of their own emotional needs, who is open, who is warm, who is who knows who they are, who values themselves, who loves themselves, who respects themselves, who's able to acknowledge when they fuck up because, again, human. So what I want you to really play around with this festive season is the energy of excitement. Excitement is such a powerful energetic frequency. It will help you get out of that energy of lack. Oh, I don't have anyone to do these things with that I want to do. Oh, I don't have a partner on Christmas Day again. Whatever it is, you can always find a way to look at any situation from two perspectives. One as how, you know, all the things that are wrong with it and what is lacking. Or the other way, which I want you to encourage you to do in this podcast episode, is all the things that are working, all the things that are right with it. Something Abraham Hicks uh, talks about all the time is the most powerful place we can be is to be truly deeply grateful for where we are and what we have and who we are in our life right at this moment, but also eager and excited and anticipating what's to come next. That is the sweet spot. So you're not future tripping and living purely in the future. You're not in the past. So you're you're in the present, but you're, and you're loving the present, but you're ready for more. And actually, um, brilliant author who I spoke with a few years ago, um, Peter Kelly, who wrote a book called Earth is Hiring. She's wonderful. Go and check her out. She has this line. I may have said it, shared it in the podcast at some point. I can't remember, but it's so powerful. It's so simple. This is a phrase that encapsulates this. And I want you to start saying it all the time, particularly throughout the festive season. How does it get any better than this? How does it get any better than this? Because you're open and you're like, go on, show me universe how. I'm ready. And you're also saying, yeah, this is pretty fucking good. More of the same, please. And then that's how the law of attraction works. Anywho, is that where, is there anything else I want to say on this section? Yeah, I just want to, I really just want to hammer home in this episode that you have the power to make your festive season whatever you bloody well choose for it to be, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of being ghosted or being 
10 years into a relationship that you feel has gone stagnant and you're worried is not the right one. It's not saying that you choosing to find excitement and enjoy in whatever situation you're in now does not mean you're going to stay stuck there. In fact, actually, it's the opposite. When you connect to the gratitude and the joy and the excitement, life finds a way to push you into the next direction. I don't know about you, but I do not receive guidance when I'm in fear and misery. I have a whole load of things to be anxious about. None of those things move me forward. They just keep me rooted to the spot in absolute fear. All of my best ideas, insights, inner sort of nudges, if you will, have always come from when I am in a good state, when I'm relaxed, when I'm feeling grateful, when I'm when I'm just doing things I enjoy. There needs to be an element of space. And in fact, yeah, maybe I needed to say this. Festive season is, is a time that can be so busy and stressful just with all the, the stuff that we have to do and buy and blah, blah, blah. So listening to this, I really want you to give yourself the gift of space wherever you can. Don't ram your diary full. By the way, this is I'm absolutely saying this to myself. Don't ram your diary full give yourself spaces between things, give yourself time, give yourself respite. And remember that you get to choose the narrative around this festive season. Okay, well, I think that that is a powerful point to start rounding up on. But before I do, I have a question for you. How would it feel to have an inbox packed with DMs from attractive, successful, emotionally available potential partners asking when they can take you out on a date because this is exactly what happens to many of the women who join my famous arguably infamous and very much free five-day naughty november challenge which starts monday the 1st of november 2021 so during this immersive experience i'll be revealing the secret to harnessing magnetic energy and stepping into the most attractive confident and captivating version of you in time for the festive season now this is honestly my favorite free training to run head to getyoursoulmate.com forward slash naughty hyphen november to find out how much and how fast it will revolutionize your love life we will put a link to the challenge sign up page in the show notes so go and check that out there Okay, my darlings, I hope this episode has been helpful. Please do come and tell me over on Instagram at Persia Lawson, which of the three tips resonated for you the most and why. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate. <laughs>